From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 477, for the week of August 2nd, 2015. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone, welcome to the show. I am your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by my good friends, Nancy Johnson, Mary Jo Mulatto-Willie, Michael Bowling, and Tony Spatel. Coming up on Tuesday, Tony has a review of the Beachside Bonfire Buffet at the Paradise Pier Hotel. And Nancy talks about how to combat Disney burnout. But right now, it's time for this week's news and roundtable rapid fire on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hey. Hey there. Hi there. Ho there. It cannot be August already, right? I know, really. That's well. And the important point: we're less. We're closing in on about a month away until my birthday. So. I know that now is when people start thinking, yeah. what do they do? A lot of, uh, yeah, two of you's birthday. Whose birthday? Yeah, um, and Mine? Yeah. Really? There's other people that were born on that day? I was told <laughs> when I was a kid that nobody no else was, was born, born on that day. I, that's <laughs> what I understood. That's, I oh, kind of like. baby, you know we're a day apart. That, that's a different day. Plus a few years. Yeah, plus a few years. <laughs> Won't well, say who's older. That means school starting oh, soon and the parks won't be as crowded, really. Yeah, exactly. That's the important thing. Well, hey, Disney's having a whole expo to celebrate my birthday. So. <laughs> nice. Yeah. 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 The D23 <laughs> Expo is coming up soon. If you haven't got your tickets yet, you best hurry. Uh, D23 Expo is August 14th, 15th, and 16th at Anaheim Convention Center. We did a show last week all about it. You're definitely going to check that out. And if you are in the area, and or if you are at the expo, be sure to stop by our booth and say hello. We would love to meet you and chat. And keep us keep us from being bored at the expo. So uh, what's the keep, booth us number, on, keep us honest. What's that, Mary Jo? What's the booth number? Uh, 107, but I'm not sure that's going to help you. <laughs> Because I don't know that the numbers are actually on the booths. We're we're uh-huh. we're ne- we are near the arena, so that that should help you find it. So if you go in the door, go all the way to the right side and to the back. So we can cubit shuffle it to the right. Yeah, exactly to the right. To the right, exactly. to the right. And, but then don't go to the left; just go to the back. That's the no. wide right. Is that it? Yes, it's the wide right <laughs> technique. Yes, that's how you find us. Nice. <laughs> All right. I uh, want to say hello to our friends in Mixler listening to us live. If you are bored on a Sunday night at 8 p.m. Pacific or 11 p.m. Eastern, join us on Mixler and listen live and chat with some of your Disneyland friends. Um, what, wait, but you said if they're bored. What if they're having an exciting day, but they want to top it off even better? Yes, I don't think just yes, if they were nice. bored, maybe I if agree. they want to be entertained. <laughs> I, I, yeah, Tom, you're selling us yeah. short about the, if they're bored. Yeah, They'll be know. bored after they, when they're they stopped listening to us. And, and during. <laughs> Teresa nope. will not be at the, Teresa yeah, will not uh, be at D23, Mr. Hendricks. Yeah, there you go. Uh, it's, it's, yeah. Craig will. <laughs> Teresa and, Ka- from the Orlando team, Teresa and Kathy, um, Pete and Dustin will be in Nova Scotia. Everyone else will be in California. All right. Um, any other housekeeping? 
Yes. Go, Tony. So Mary Jo and I have this nice running <laughs> so argument over the the joys of LAX. Yes. Oh, that's an argument. Yeah. Yeah, we have plenty. <laughs> and so I just wanted to give you know every time I go, I'm going to tell people when there's something bad that happens. So, anyways, I touched down at 11:08 p.m. and I got into my rental car at 12:45 a.m. That's good wow. timing. And oh, yeah. I hit the bus literally. Okay, I didn't check a bag. And I literally got the bus to their car rental. Walking out the door, drove by, I stopped. This was on a Friday night at 11.08 p.m. That's What terminal were you at? Oh, oh, oh so now it's the terminal, Mary Jo. <laughs> it, it, it the Delta Terminal. It. it doesn't matter. Mm, it's, a, it's, like, it's like New York City Times Square in LAX oh, all the time. Hard. I'm just saying that was almost two hours until I got to my car. That being said, I want to again offer another idea for people to. I say so. Here's a that was that was the bad news. The good news is, it was not that expensive for me to rent a car for one day to get to. I, I dropped it off at John Wayne because I was flying out again. So again, it's another thing to think of if you want to get from Disneyland to. I mean, from LAX to Disney area, instead of doing the shuttle, you could just rent a car for one day and return it. Possibly just throwing that out there. Sometimes but, the convenience, especially if you have a family, I think renting a car is better than getting the shuttle sometimes. But just despite the I time, agree. despite the time, you know, there's a lot of times that there's a significant cost element in there that makes it worse. So stop scaring people from LAX. Tony. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just my sharing information. <laughs> it was two hours until I got into my car. I know, because so, why do you think I flew to LAX? Because of the significant yeah. cost difference. Of course, I did it too. But then every time I do it, I'm angry that I did it. But then I went, <laughs> I have no choice because I couldn't leave. Like I was on the East Coast and I would have had to leave the next day. And that's the issue with John Wayne again, is I have to leave the next day after 5 or 6 p.m. on the East Coast. Forget about it. You're done. You know, you can't go. So just something to think about. But when you talk about the rental car, I found because now I'm doing that a lot more with my job. Um, at the LAX to John Wayne or the LAX to One Way or to Enterprise or whatever you use is not is something to think about when you're thinking about doing a shuttle. You might find out, especially with a, a family, it ends up being cheaper to rent a car for one day, drop it off, and then you have that convenience of stopping by the grocery store and doing all that other stuff. So there was a lively discussion on the our. Dis, Disboard's Facebook page, Disboard's fan yes. fan page, the last couple of days about um, the airports and which one was best. So this kind of adds to that, and also I, I'll try to remember to put a link to that particular show we did uh, called "Choosing an Airport," and you can add that to this discussion and make your make your plans. I think one of the things before we get off the subject. That'll help people when they are going to take one of the shuttles from the airport is make sure before you get to the airport, figure out what color curb you're supposed to be. Actually, it's the sign above the, um, in the sections. What color section? So you know what shuttle that you're going to be going to. If it's going to be the, to one of the rental cars, the hotels, or going to another terminal, there's different color sections that you need to go to. I once I have to admit I was in the wrong color section and kept watching the shuttles go by until I figured that I needed to move myself and, and finally I was able to use it. So that was 
I act, somebody I know was getting picked up and I hid so that she couldn't see me moving because I was really embarrassed. So I'm just sharing it with a couple of my friends. Right. <laughs> and we have a follow-up on your day six. Um, we do. Um, Dina wrote us an email. So thank you, Dina. She, she with some links to follow up on, on the changes. And I'm going to have to admit that Tony was right yes. about thank Mimi's you. Cafe and the Kettle in Manhattan Beach. So, um, did you want to tell talk about it, Tony? You want me to? Oh no! You, you of to? course, no. I just want to listen. I just like hearing <laughs> he's it. He wants to bask. He wants to bask in the glory. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. I do. Yeah. So, so is the Sims family. They uh, who still own the kettle, and they own some of the other Manhattan Beach restaurants. One Simsies and the Tin Roof Bistro. I love the Tin Roof Bistro. So that's cool to know that it's the same family. It means uh, they have quality. Um, ca- quality restaurant. So yes, they did own both Mimi's Cafe and the Kettle. So you were absolutely right, Tony. She also um, just for a, a follow up. The I was I had mentioned the Marvel Studios when we were in Manhattan Beach, and she mentioned that they actually moved to Glendale, um, and that Roy E. Disney's company financed the building of these studios. Another cool thing, though, is that the Avatar sequels are going to be filmed there. So if you're going to have your children You mean they're not being at filmed that, at Animal Kingdom? That's the after oh, okay. Avatar. <laughs> that's that's where we get to have all the fun fun over there. But that's cool because that's down the street from where I work. So I'll get to go by a building and think about, imagine what's happening inside. Because it won't be on the outside that that's happening. But anyway, I thought that was cool. Scary so thank you, things. Dina, for the updates. <laughs> Has Sorry, anybody verified Dina's research? <laughs> I, I did I click on the Dina. links and I read them. So, <laughs> so, and there's actually a Manhattan Beach studio tour. Well, it's just the history. So I want to look into it and see if they, they allow us to, um, to check out that studio. Cause it's, it's really small. It's just a couple of buildings and sound stages, et cetera. So, but uh, yeah, I did, I did. She, she backed it up with links, which I'm not surprised cause Dina's very thorough and she does know a lot. So. Especially for being so young and knowing everything that she does. So anyway, all right. So thank you. Excellent. Any other housekeeping? The courtyard is huge. That's their yeah, building. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's still. I mean, they still haven't opened yet, have they? No, but it's just no. big. Yeah. What courtyard? <laughs> the courtyard by Marriott. That new, the new hotel. Oh. Yeah. Have Have you guys been over there to like kind of check it out, look peek through the fence? No. <laughs> No, no. You can see you, it, you can see it from open, the road. Though. I mean, it's huge. Yeah, that's going to be a cool, yeah. uh, a cool addition. And so is the Wolf Lodge. I know that there's been more activity. Yeah. So much construction. You can see the slides being put up yeah. and and everything yeah, over we, there. We so. talked about that last week while you weren't here. Yes. Well, well I was <laughs> camping. That was the topic. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'll, I'm not going to start on that again. <laughs> I'll have to. I'll have to listen to the yeah. show. All right. Um, if you want to get a hold of us, you can email us like Dina did at dlpodcast at wdwinfo.com. And links to our show and anything we talk about, you'll find at www.disunplugged.com. All right. Let's talk about this week's news. We finally have a name, don't we, Tony? Wait, wait. But, oh, sorry. I thought you were. There's housekeeping? Yeah. Uh, I, we've been doing housekeeping. There's more doing? housekeeping. Oh, come on. Well, I was waiting my turn. Y'all got, like, excited. 
Okay. Anyway, um, so we have a, a correction to make um, or a clarification to make to our discussion last week on the um, the Raptor experience at uh, Universal. Okay. And that is actually a costume suit. Okay. So it's... so there is a performer inside there. I'm sure there's a puppetry and computer gener- computerized element to it, but but it is a performer in a suit. Okay, cool. All right. All right. So, a friend of a raptor. All right, thank you. All right, Tony, let's <laughs> talk Luigi. Luigi now has a name. Mm-hmm. The new name is, and I'm sure people that listen to this know this, Luigi's Rollickin' Roadsters. What a stupid name. Sorry. It's got alliteration, Tom. I know it's stupid. <laughs> That's just my opinion. Um We still don't know anything about it. There's rumors, but yeah, there's rumors that it's 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 a family affair. Yeah, it's, oh, that's yeah, what we know. Right. Yeah, the the cousins return. We know from, the story. The cousins return from Italy, and it's have a, party. a party. Yeah, and it's T- going to use the trackless, uh, you know, ride system that Mystic Manor uses. That's still rumor officially, but yes, mm, the, the Ratatouille. <laughs> yeah, and the Ratatouille ride, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. If Stephanie agrees with me that it's a dumb name. Okay, good. <laughs> Stephanie, and I even mentioned you on my show this week. <laughs> Your show? Wow. Okay. Well, my segment. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Well, do you forget, Tom, remember Three's Company? They have yes. that spin off the Ropers. <laughs> that's oh Nancy's. That's the Ropers. There you go. All right. So that was pretty much not much. That was rumors. it. Yeah, that was yeah. boring. All right. Let's start some rumors or spread some rumors uh there are a couple uh tony's got the first one okay and what's great about this is that there's no official news on this thing that's supposed to start literally two days from now two days from now yeah that a new disneyland mobile app is going to offer annual pass linking for park entry which i love wait times dining info and more so the rumor is that Disneyland Resort's going to launch their new all-inclusive mobile app set to debut for both Google Play and Apple's, the Apple App Store on August 4th. That's the rumor. It's all rumor. Let me say it again. The new app is supposed to host a, has a, have a host of features, including the linking of APs to their passes and being able to use the phone to gain interest, to gain admission into the parks. They also are supposed to include attraction wait times, information about entertainment, dining, merchandise, locations, and more. Uh, it's supposedly not going to be folded into the My Disney Experience app that is in Orlando. Uh, the Supposedly, the new app will not be connected to that interface or the Shop Disney's Park, Shop Disney Parks app either. So... The idea that there's going to be a real-time interactive map, including wait times, character meet-and-greet locations, dining locations, restroom locations, photo pass locations, entertainment show schedules, a lot of this which is already available in other apps. But um, park tickets should be able to be purchased directly through the app, just like the My Disney Experience. Uh, and then ticket barcodes on mobile devices will be used on initial entry into the parks. And a real ticket will be printed at that point. So much for the using of your phone. Okay. And then um, APs can link their AP for theme park entry. Families can link several APs to the app for easier park interest. 
Okay, the words easier park entrance, I don't believe. Uh, physical APs will still be required for park discounts and fast pass. Initial purchase of APs must be done online or via ticket booths. And one percenters. Perk is not yet available for Premier AP Pass holders. So. I know. I feel so left out. I know. I think that's the point five percenters. Okay, well, us. <laughs> I think most of us on the show. Wait, okay. Okay. No. Most, that would be 51%. There's three of us. All right. Yes. So, um. Point, point six, six percenters. Yeah. Oh, nice. The six with the line over the two sixes with the line over the second six. The decimal. Um. My question, assuming this is all true, that a physical AP will still be required for park discounts and fast pass, then what's the point of linking it to my darn phone? <laughs> That's what I was going to ask. I know, I know. No, it's I like know. they go halfway, but not all the way. I was really excited as I was reading this and then went, great, I'm not going to have to, now I'm going to have to still do the same thing I do. Anyways, I know the premiere it doesn't count, but still. I love but the idea what, of just using my phone. What's the point of not uh, of not allowing that to be used for? It's, it's our punishment for not having magic bands. <laughs> a barcode. So you use your phone so now I... for discounts. No, that's what it, of the... it says. You can't, Mary Jo. That's what we're saying. Is that a physical AP will still be required for park discounts and fast pass? So my question is, what's the point of it? Okay, you know why? It's because they aren't going to adapt so that they can scan your phone, scan your app. No, I, it's I, not I, like I, Starbucks where you get the little, you know, you get the little thing, the, the barcode reader. Nancy, I understand the technology why it won't no, work. I'm saying I'm I don't saying understand. I don't want to pay to change over. Well, even I don't. In, well, even so in, then, why are they even doing in it? Florida, you you have to have a. You still have to have your hard. Yeah, you still have to have your heart Okay, stuff well then let's go order. further then. Why would you have to? If everything's in the phone and I can get in, why can't that work? It can. I understand the technology. It could. A code, a barcode is a barcode is a barcode. Because they want to see your physical your physical stuff to make sure you're not giving your magic band to somebody else. Okay, I'm talking about, so if I have my phone in my hand and can't they put my face on my, like, why can't my little barcode or, no, I'm serious. My QR code or my barcode have my name and my face, and there's my code, and then I give it to them. They look at it. They scan it. As they're scanning it, they see it's me. I don't – I'm agreeing with you. I don't – I mean – I get your point. I really do. That's like saying when I'm using my Delta app, I don't have any financial relationship with Delta. That's just the airline I fly. And I'm using my Delta app to get on the plane, and then they go, oh, we also would like to see your physical boarding pass. What's the point of having the physical boarding pass if you've got the app, vice versa? It's possible. I'm saying this is not... Has anybody seen the Mission Impossibles? We've come a long way in terms of technology. I'm sure we can get this done. It's just frustrating that this rumor, if it's true, that they're not going to go full like Michael said. Get us all excited and then... Oh, but we're just going to kind of do it. I'm sorry I'm grumpy, but... (laughs) I'm laughing at hashtag scan Tony's face. That's right. <laughs> I have no problem if it, if I don't have to take my phone or my my uh, paper out. Then I want I, it just, you know it's, I, it's, I want magic bands. No, no. <laughs> well, no, because but, all the have you seen all the new Diz covers that they have now? Oh, see, it's just because of merchandise. It's merchandise. That's you're just buying into the 
the freaking problem. More ways. Okay, so now they'll do is they'll give you a. Okay, we're gonna give you a physical pass, Tom. But now we can you can get new new folders to put your physical pass in oh, cool. that are now fifteen dollars each, and they're collector's items. Did I get twenty percent off? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Limited edition. Don't <laughs> Limited forget. edition, and then yeah. all of a sudden that pass that is a ticket. Is now were is now a five hundred dollar souvenir. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't get like I understand if they're going to do mad, then just do magic bands if they're not right. going to. Right. It's possible to do. I think this. It, I think it's testing, and it's possible to do magic bands without doing my Disney experience. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think place. that needs to be said for all the people who are, are downing Tom in the uh, right. In the no, I don't want Fast Pass Plus. I just want the the, the bracelet. Well, I mean, it would certainly be nice if your pass was can't definitely they just, integrated. Can't they just hook it into my Fitbit and? But what good is it going to do if if the phone's not? We still have to have our nice little plastic card fast. Um, Disney passes for everything. Yeah, yeah. The only thing I see that it's okay. I understand the information, right, but it the, is the... 2015. There's five gazillion apps that do this, and we all figured them out by now. You know, like I don't. So, you, what are you gonna give? Okay, I'm like Shark Tank all of a sudden. Okay, well, I don't see a market here. Okay, what? You're not a company. What do you have? You have this product that already exists, right? The but, own- but all the other, as as far as line information, is based on user reporting. This is based on their actual numbers. Okay, now in Disney World, was that line? I used a, a a different app and the Disney one, and sometimes the Disney one wasn't that uh, super correct. Okay, I'm just saying. No, I know. So okay, so the advantage it's giving, other than the information, is families can link several APs to the app for easier park entrance. So I they just scan it once, and four people get in the park. Yeah, I don't believe that at yeah, all. Yeah, no way. And if they're going to allow that, yet I'm still going to have to show my pass to get my discount. No, it's going to have I'd... to be right. scan, and then you scroll, and scan, and then you scroll, and then scan, and then you scroll. That's just more things they keep track yeah. of. Or it's pulling out my phone when I don't, I'm not ready to pull out my phone, you know? Well, and the only... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be in the parks on Wednesday, so I will test it and report back. Because the one thing I always forget, especially if I'm, you know, traveling with the phone and using the phone app or whatever is... Uh oh! I better have enough battery, or else I can't get on the plane. And so I do appreciate not having the fast pass connected because by the end of the day, if you're doing commando and it's eleven thirty at night, you've got no battery power. Oops! There goes your fast pass. So I can kind of appreciate it for that reason. I don't believe that they thought that that's the reason they didn't do it, though. And don't you think they should have started with premiere people? Just saying. One <laughs> percent. <laughs> I point six six. Oh, that's that's news. Supposedly, we'll find uh, out August one, fourth. One more rumor uh, that's been floating around about the Tomorrowland Terrace. Uh, this was posted on the Facebook page of the '80s All Stars, which is one of the bands that plays there. I'm quoting: "Dear '80s family, as many of you have no doubt heard, the Tomorrowland Terrace stage will be going dark shortly." As of today, our last appearance at one of our favorite venues is scheduled for August 18th. Thank you for always being there to welcome us when the stage rises, and thank you for always being there until the final drum beat after the stage went down. 
um, blah, blah, blah. We, while we're uncertain what the future holds for the stage, there will always be more 80s all-star shows for you to come and party with us. Uh, and there's also a... Was it some kind of petition or something that's going around on Facebook? Yes. Yeah, it's on a couple a... weeks ago. Yeah. But, um, you know, somebody post. I saw one qu- response on Twitter from, uh, I don't know if it was um, Disneyland Today that said that Tomorrowland Terrace isn't closing. Um, I emailed my contact at Disney and was told I'll check on it and then didn't hear back so that almost makes me think that there is something going on uh has anybody heard any other rumors about this Mm-mm. okay no other than, that petition, other than that petition i haven't heard okay. anything what did, was was there any details in the, <laughs> in the in the petition no it it just if i remember correctly okay. it just said that that all the bands were their contracts weren't renewed. Right, right. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I was I saw that through oh Labor Day there were still bands scheduled, but um, yeah, it's going to be they're they're just releasing September's September's details now as far as as what's happening in the park. So I'll keep an eye on it, and hopefully I'll hear back from from Disneyland and see what what the heck's going on with that. All right, that is the news. Thank you, Tony. Let's t- well, just a comment yeah, that that'll make me so incredibly sad right. if they do follow through right. with it, because that's such a a tradition for so many years mm-hmm. for them to get rid of. Yeah. So, shame. Can I say shame on them if they do get rid of it? Right, man. Yeah. Well, is this going to be part of what we're going to hear something about at the expo? Right. At the expo, right. is is this part of yeah. something bigger? Right. And that could be why we're not getting much of a response from Disney. That that's going to be in the middle of construction very soon. All right, time for rapid fires. Let's start with Michael. All right, we're going to have sort of a mini 60 Years at Disneyland (laughs) session here. Uh, Old timers (laughs) like Nancy and Mary Jo might remember... (laughs) ...that at one time there were actually three Atopias... At Disneyland, there was the Tomorrowland Utopia, the Fantasyland Utopia, and the Midget Utopia. And the Midget Utopia was built mainly because Walt needed something quick um, to go up because the, the, the crowds were just getting so large at Disneyland. And so it was built out where It's a Small World currently resides. And this was just a tiny little a tiny little utopia. It was only for children. Adults could not even fit into the cars. That's how small it was. They, the cars could hold two children, and there were about ten cars. And it went around this little track and up hills and all that. And it didn't. Even, they didn't even have engines. It, they were they were controlled by a little. Uh, it was like an electric bus bar that ran through the center of the track. So. Anyway, this ran until it's, they had to clear the area for It's a Small World. And then Midgetotopia was removed, and Walt wondered, what is he going to do with Midgetotopia? Well, Walt had also been thinking about 
you know, bringing the Disneyland experience to other places. And, you, you know, he was, there was the World's Fair where he had already had a positive experience. They were building land in, they were purchasing land in Florida. And one of his projects was that he wanted very similar to Williamsburg, Virginia, in his hometown, what he considered his hometown of Marceline, Missouri, where he lived from about ages four to eight. He uh, he wanted to have a living history museum of a farm, and he wanted his farm that he grew up on as a boy to be the centerpiece of this living history museum. And so he decided to donate the Disneyland Midgetopia to Marceline, Missouri, and that that would oh. be part of this whole living history museum. So this was the first time an actual Disneyland attraction was shipped off outside of Disneyland. And Walt Disney also sent Admiral Joe Fowler and some Imagineers along to set up the whole Midgetopia track and to uh, and the little cars and everything in order to get it um, running. And so the 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 little it, it opened on um, July fourth, and it op and let's see it opened. Um, it was dismantled in April 1966 it, from at Disneyland. And then it was opened on July 4th, 1966 in Marceline, Missouri. They had invited Walt Disney to, uh, to come to the opening. He said that he had a cold and that he, he sent a letter um, that could be read at the opening ceremony. Of course, what we do know is that he was actually very gravely ill, and he passed away five months after uh, the Midgetopia opened at Marceline. The Midgetopia ran for 11 years, but after Walt Disney passed away and Roy was looking at all the projects that Walt had on the drawing board, uh, he felt they needed to focus on the Florida project. And the living sort of farm museum at Marceline was canceled. And mm. as a result, any funding for the, the, the Midgetopia at Marceline halted. And so Marceline tried to keep the Midgetopia going. But as we know from our own Disneylandotopia, that's a very expensive attraction to keep running. Mm -hmm. Bob Gertz has a million stories about the troubles and tribulations with that attraction. Well, so after about 11 years, they no longer had the resources, the finances, the ability to keep the Midgetopia going, and it was shut down. And it was all moved into the barn that is, uh, is Walt's family's barn. Well, now the Walt Disney... Um, family, the Walt Disney Hometown Museum in Marceline, wants to reopen and rebuild the Midgetopia, because it's going to have its 50th anniversary next year, on July 4th, 2016. So they started a Kickstarter campaign in order to rebuild the the Disneyland um, Midgetopia. It's basically a shambles. Only two cars are intact. The rest have pretty much disintegrated. So they're going to have to rebuild from the ground up. They've they're going. They've donated land right next to the Walt Disney um, Hometown Museum, which is the old railroad station, which is very appropriate when you know how much Walt loves trains. And 
So it's going to be built. They think it's going to cost, I think, about half a million dollars. They think to get it going again, they're going to have to, you know, rebuild the track and do everything. Um, so, so they're starting this Kickstarter campaign. I believe it's going to officially kick off at the D23 Expo. And they are going to have a booth there. So you can find out more about it. People can pledge. They're, they are, they do have gifts if you pledge. And their goal is to have it up and running again on July 4th of 2016. So we'll have links in our show notes to um, some pages, some websites that will have more information about this. So I think it's nice that not only are they trying to get Walt's boyhood home where he was born in, in Chicago, restored, but now that they are trying to get the the only Disneyland attraction to operate outside of Disneyland going again in Marceline, Missouri. So, um, so if you're at the D23 Expo, look up their booth, um, the um, Marceline Home, Walt Disney Hometown Museum, and you can find out more or check the links in our show notes. Very cool. Thank you, Michael. Uh, Mary Jo. Well, we have more stuff happening at the Disneyland Resort to celebrate the Diamond Celebration. And in downtown Disney, a lot of people who've been there know that they have musical entertainment in the evenings, and we're going to have even more. So on the West Side stage, that's the stage that's located by the ESPN Zone and by Earl of Sandwich, from 6 to 10 p.m. throughout August and into the first week of September, each night will be devoted to a different musical style. So on Mondays, they're going to have Caribbean. Tuesdays, they'll have Latin. Wednesdays will be Country. Thursdays, Rockabilly. Friday's Polynesian, Saturday's will be Swing, and then on Sundays they're going to have the Top 40 Music Jam, and so all of them should be fun. And we have that the Island Reggae Band appears each Monday night through Labor Day, September 7th for the Caribbean performances, Tuesday Latin Nights, August 4, 11, 18, excuse me, 18, 25, and September 1st, we'll have Adelaide, the new, the hot new cumbia and rock and espanol band that was once one of the hits of the Disney Viva Navidad at Disney California Adventure Park. And they'll be featured again for this year's holiday. So they'll be performing on Tuesday nights. Um, Wednesdays, this is kind of cool. The Duwa Riders will be there. And for those of you who remember that there was a country western band in the Golden Horseshoe for a time in the 90s, that was the Duwa Riders. I used to dance to them. So... <laughs> Um, they're going to be performing again um, on August 5th, 12th, 26th, and September 2nd. And Ryan the Hillbillies will take the stage on August 19th. So I, I know I'm going to go on Wednesdays because I like the duo writers. Um, a varied <laughs> lineup of bands. And they might even have line dancing, which would be cool. Um, a varied lineup of bands take the stage Thursdays for the Rockabilly Nights. And that's going to be the Rumble Kings on August 6th. Ooh. Crown City Bombers on August 20th. Rye Bradley on August 27th and the Rayford Brothers on September 3rd. What about Global Hygiene Revolution? When are they playing? I think that they're the pre-show. Oh. I expect that they should be there. Probably they'll be probably, showing probably at, the, at the... around the 12th. There's been an issue with red M&Ms. I don't want to get into it. There's certain things that are in our contract that they are not willing to live up to. Michael and I have specific requests. So... Uh, well... That's because I'm you're the picky that ones. By, yeah, I'm hoping that by the time of the the X, the D23 Expo, that the Diz booth will be featuring Global Hygiene this particular well, look, Yes. If someone can figure out that purple berry Skittles are not the same as purple grape Skittles, we'll be okay. <laughs> well, and then they got to get the um, 
that Tomorrowland Terrace stuff going again. Well, that's they true. They haven't renewed our contract after no. September. Oh, yes. well, shoot. Well, then you'll have to perform at the Diz Booth uh, 107 <laughs> at the D23. Well, Expo. really, I think we're going to let's, let's, Michael, let's tell them what's going to happen. The, at the, at the uh, Expo, the reason the bands are going away is because everybody thinks it's going to be a Star Wars land. It's going to be global hygiene revolution land. Yes. And so it's uh, yeah. something to look forward right. to. <laughs> but in the meantime, August 13th, they're going to have um, the music by Fat Cat Swinger. And also that night, they're going to be having Taste of Downtown Disney um, event that we might, well, we may as well. I'm mentioning it now. It's an event to benefit Chalk, which is the Children's Hospital of Orange uh-huh. County. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. So that'll be a good night to go um, to prepare for D23 Expo. Yeah. And then on August, on Friday nights, they're going to have the Tupua Polynesian Variety Show. And cool. that's going to be on the Fridays in August and September 4th. And then the swing dancing that, you know, it's Tim Gill and the All-Stars who will be performing on August 1st and September 5th. Fat Cat Swinger will be performing again, and they'll be doing August 8th, 15th, 22nd, and 29th. And then the Top 40 Jam on Sunday nights will be Off the Cuff. Uh, I'm sorry, it'll have Dead Ringer and Off the Cuff on different nights. So it's it's going to be really jamming because, you know, they need to draw more people to downtown yes, Disney, yeah. <laughs> especially in the summer. <laughs> All right. So. Cool. Thank you, Mary Jo. I will go next. Have you ever wanted to camp? At Knott's Berry Farm. Well, this is your chance. Kind, oh. kind, kind of, kind of. I love camping. Uh, this is the coaster camp out, and it's this is your opportunity su- to support the Big Brothers Big Sisters Foundation and camp out for one night at Knott's Berry Farm in the Park Pavilion Picnic Center. One hundred percent of the proceeds will go to the Big Brother Big Sisters Foundation, and your donation includes admission to Knott's Berry Farm for August thirteenth and fourteenth. Early ride time in Camp Snoopy and Fiesta Village on August 14th. A meal voucher for each person in your party valid on either August 13th or 14th. And one complimentary parking for August 13th and 14th. You must check in prior to park parking lot closing on August 13th. Uh, tickets for this event are only available online. Each campsite is $200.00. And can accommodate a tent with up to four people. Uh, changes cannot be made after purchase, so organize your group before you purchase your campsite. Campsites can accommodate a tent of up to 10 foot by 10 foot in size. And your campout will be if, uh, in the Park Pavilion Picnic Center only. Uh, only 50 campsites are available. Uh, each purchase, each campsite comes with four tickets to Knott's Berry Farm, valid on August 13th. And four tickets to Nutsbury Farm valid on August 14th. Four meal vouchers at select locations, good for either either day. And parking for 13th and 14th. The Park Pavilion Picnic Center is located across from the Nutsbury Farm, across from Nutsbury Farm, near the East Parking Lot. Um, so they, uh, there's more details. They will have restrooms open, but this is just tent camping overnight. There are no 
Uh, there's no power, nothing else like that, um, other than rest- restroom facilities that are open. You cannot barbecue, no camp stoves, <laughs> anything like that. It's just you go to the park, you come back and sleep, and then you go to the park again in the morning. So, The the latest in urban camping, I Yes, think. exactly. <laughs> camping in Buena Park. So, sounds, yeah. like, sounds like fun. Um, if you and your friends, if you, especially if you don't have Nazbury Farm Passes, because this would be... Cheap. That's only fifty bucks a piece. So mm-hmm. cheap for two days at at Knott's Berry Farm, and you don't even need a motel. All right, uh, Nancy. Okay. Well, you can kill me, but I have two things. To, but they tie into two things we've talked about. <laughs> at least you have one. Um, when we talk about you know things like dapper days and swing nights and and all kinds of cool things, um, if Anybody's having a vacation um, at the Disneyland Resort um, that encompasses August 22nd, you can take that sort of Dapper Day feel right over to San Pedro to the port of uh, the uh, port of San Pedro, um, more specifically Berth 46, right next to the um, the SS Lane Victory, which is a World War II cargo ship, so you could do that beforehand. And then um, at 12 noon to 10 p.m. is Horton's Hayride, the second annual Horton's Hayride. And if you're a swing fan and um, a Pinabera fan, you know the Reverend Horton Heat. And you know the Cherry Pop and Daddies, and numerous other bands, including Necromantics, The Unknown Henson, Cadillac Tramps, Big Sandy, etc., 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 etc. They are having a huge family-themed rockabilly festival. Um, and so you've got all of these great bands on stage. You've got craft and activities for the kids. There's going to be food trucks, classic cars, a pinup girl contest, you know, for modern pinup girl themes, not pinup girl like hoochie coochie kind of pinup girl stuff. <laughs> um, there's two full bars and a craft beer area um, and lots of themed retail vendors. So, you, you know, if you want anything with a rockabilly theme, it's going to be available for purchase as well. So if you are totally into that, for the pre-sale ticket price of $15 online for the event, $15 person, boom, that is a really cool event to go to. It sounds like it'd be fun. Oh, my gosh. All the dancing you can possibly stand for an entire day. Mm-hmm. And everybody is going to be decked out to the nines. So if you've ever missed, you know, a Dapper Days in the park or thought, wouldn't it be fun to take that a whole nother step further? Um, this looks like just a really great event. So you can um, find information about that. All you have to do is Google Second Annual Horton's Hayride. They have a Facebook page. They have uh, tickets that are available on sell- selloutprod.com um, and all that. Um, so that's that's my first one. And the second one is we're always directing people to the farmer's market, correct? And we talked about the taste of farmer's market. Right. Well, I have a brand new hotel that I would like to really start steering people to when they ask me where they should stay if they come down and stay in the city. 
Um, the Farmer's Daughter Hotel is right across from the Farmer's Market. And it is a brand new boutique hotel, 66 rooms. Um, it is located literally right across the street from the Farmer's Market in the Grove. You are greeted in the lobby by a pair of pet parakeets named Hall and Oates. Okay, that's oh, how the cute. Because <laughs> I and, have their pool is filled with yellow rubber duckies. So year-round, they have foosballs, fruit trees, succulents. Um, they even have a take-one-leave-one book collection for, pe for people who are on vacation or big readers. Uh -huh. They have loner bikes. They have an art-o-mat, which is one of those retired cigarette vending machines. You have a little dispenser machines, and art comes out of it instead of instead of cigarettes. Wow. Um, they have many of the items in the decorated suites are available for purchase. They have a curated boutique in the main lobby, which uh, shows local designer works. Their hotel restaurant, Tart, serves southern food with a twist, so chicken and waffles with a Tabasco maple butter and cornbread with whipped honey butter. And, get this, if you jump in the pool located just steps away from the restaurant with your street clothes on, you will get half off of your meal bill. That's cool. That sounds like a fun... You know, our, our Disneyland moderator, Sherry, lives right over there. She might be able to give us some some insight on it. Well, um, what's even cooler is the rates start only one hundred and seventy nine a night, and for an in LA area hotel that's safe and clean and cheap, yeah, you know, and and decent. Well, and that's centrally located. That's really nice. Yeah, it's farmersdaughterhotel.com, and it's at one fifteen South Fairfax. It's literally right across from the Farmers Market in the Grove. The only thing they they say is kind of a con. On the review I read is um, the Wi-Fi connection isn't the best. They only have valet parking, and the walls are just kind of thin, so you can kind of hear the bustling street outside. But other than that, man, I think that really is worth mentioning as yeah. a place for people who are looking for a nice, safe, you know, and it's so close to so many attractions. It's right down from Museum Row. You know, you got the Tar Pits, you got LACMA, you got the Peterson, you got the Grove and Farmer's Market. You've got everything right there. So, boom, cool new hotel that I had never heard about. All right. And, and you can't get much thinner than that hotel in Steveston that we stayed at. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, All right. it, I... That's a very cool hotel. Is that not a? Is that not worth yeah. the second rapid fire mention? Mm, I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll say yes. <laughs> All right, thank you, Nancy, <laughs> Tony. Okay, break our treats. <laughs> That's it. Is it that you guys... time already? Nice. It's it's a little <gasps> early. That's so fun. See, I knew Nancy Sorry. would get excited for it. Mm -hmm. I figured it's time to get people need to think of which resort where they're going to go for Halloween and you know it's little ones and it's so it's a little early yes Tom but Costco's got Christmas out so we're okay um, Brick or Treat is, is ready it's back so let me give you a little bit of the heads up it is October 3rd 10th 17th 24th and 30th starting at 5pm 
uh, music, candy, surprises, and snacks. Along the expanded Brick or Treat Trail, the Ghost Cruise, Hubble Bubbles Dance Party, and costume contests. You might and want even to say, cool. say where this is for folks that haven't figured out it out yet. From Brick, the, na- the, the masonry, uh, yes. the local Anaheim Mason department. Uh, no, it's at Legoland, California. Sorry, okay. I got so excited with Brick or Treat. Um, no, so it's Brick or Treat is awesome. Yeah, it's only it's remember it's only these specific dates. Again, why giving people heads up because there's only a few dates: the third, the tenth, the seventeenth, twenty fourth, and thirtieth of October. And just so you know, for a separate ticket event, a separate event ticket will be required for standard Legoland Pass members. Wait, for okay, wait, I can do this. <laughs> I understand this. Okay, there's a discounted yes, member can. price. There's a discounted member price. Brick or Treat Party Nights is free for Merlin Annual Pass Premium members, Ambassador and Ambassador Resort members, whomever they are, and I'm sure Nancy knows, but we're not going to discuss. Hurry before time runs out. The count, the countdown is on the site. Now it's 56 days. That's not that long. $70 for the full day package, 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. Nighttime only is $40, which sounds really expensive considering it's just Legoland, but Disney charges their crazy price. Uh, 5 to 9 p.m., the $70 package includes Legoland California and Sea Life Aquarium all day, plus access to the Brick or Treat Party Night starting at 5. The $40 is just Legoland and Sea Life Aquarium. They're combining them from 5 to 9 for the Brick or Treat Party Nights. And then to tell you what else is going on there, um, the costume contest is only open to children 12 or under. Three themes this year, Heroes, Lego, and Creative. So something see. We need to know this much time in advance, Tom, before you get angry. Because if my if I'm going to have my son or daughter participate in this contest, I need time to think about it and, and do all that good stuff. Uh, and get an awesome costume. Wes is yeah. going to be a hobo. Okay. I'm going to guess that would go, go under. Year. Would that go under the? And I see that would be that's catchy. Is it touchy? Is it is, is that a hero, or is that creative? That's going to be tough. We're going to have to decide what kind because maybe he saves other hobos. There's a whole, there's a whole thing. Um, the entertainment featured mail order monsters at Courtyard Theater, Monster Fighter Mash at Miniland Stage, Coast Cruise turns into Ghost Cruise of the Scavenger Hump, Costume Contest at Miniland Stage, Art Attack, Roaming Entertainment including Stilt Walkers, Ball Walkers, I don't know what that is, Unicyclists, <laughs> Um, additional treat stations throughout the park, new shows, and the Adventurers Club. I hope that's not trademarked by Disney from Disney World back in the day. Walkthrough attraction. Fireworks will not be featured. That's a little walkthrough thing. Okay, fireworks will not be featured during Brick or Treat Party Nights. And I think that's it. You can go to the website to figure it out. The download event guide link is not even live yet, so... There you go, but at least you have time to think about it if you cool. want to take your kids. So awesome! Thank you, Tony. That is rapid fire. We have a few minutes left. Um, let's see what else we can talk about. Did anybody see Descendants yet? The new. Uh, we were done, and I completely forgot. I've heard mixed reviews. I don't even want to think about those Disney villains having sex. <laughs> oh, that. <laughs> yes. None of them. I, I saw the first five minutes in the little uh, preview clip, yes. the, the opening yes. number, yeah. and it 
it seemed interesting and disjointed. I just want to say for all of uh, the once Blue Fairy fans, yes, that is indeed our Blue Fairy playing the playing Belle, yeah. the the mother of the the hero type in the uh, in the story. Mm-hmm. So, because it's supposed to take it place in in Beast and Belle's kingdom, right? Well, they were elected he, he's, like he's, the he's, over the, he, he, the yeah he united over all the rulers. Kingdom, blah, 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 yeah. Um, yes, it, blah, it, blah, blah. The music seemed forced because it wasn't originally written as or planned as a musical. And then Kenny Ortega came in and it's like, oh, no, this is a musical. And so it, the, the, the opening number, while it was kind of interesting and cool, the villain, the villain kid introduction number. Yes. Well, it brought into the, core. you know, it, it definitely looks like one of those you're either going to love it or hate mm-hmm. it. My kids look. My kids will probably love it just because it's a right. thing like that right. designed for them. I know West watched it. I haven't asked his opinion yet. I know they they talk. <gasps> Why talk not? It, but I well because it's been a busy day. Um, Is it still? I mean, are they doing like they do with everything else? Are they running it like you know every night for a week? Well, it's I'm sure they. It, are. it was on demand through our cable. And, and okay, have, I'll, and I'll go you, check and see if and I can if you, pull it on demand. Yeah, if you tonight. have the Disney app, you can watch it through the Disney app as well. So, oh, that's true. Yeah. I do have that. Yeah, I think I, I'm I'm going to dress as Carlos Corral Deville's son for Halloween. That'd be cool. I thought the costumes were creative. I thought the kids that they picked were visually close. Yeah. To what you know, you might expect. I as a oncer, I have a little. You know, it's a different storytelling. Yeah. You know, that it's, you know, these are all coming out of the canon, but not the canon. Right, right. <laughs> and, of course, they did not even dare to answer the question, what is Beast's real name? So, they avoided It's that. Adam. Is it? Yeah, yes. We're going to have arguments on that. It is Adam. It's a, It apparently is listed in one of the winter... It's in one of those horrible little... No, it was on a video game where they where they called him Adam. That's the only that's the only time they've ever called him Adam. Okay, so you Google that? Yeah. Because I thought that also came from one it was confirmed off of one uh, of the other videos. It was on on some piece of merchandise somewhere and then it was on on some video game they called him Adam, but that's the only time they've ever called him that. So it's one of those things that people argue about. Is it or is it not? And they and they did not call him any any they really didn't call him anything other than dad okay yeah. oh somebody says it's on right now even yes. while we're taping there you go. <laughs> nice. all right thank you folks thank you to our mixler friends listening live that is going to do it for this segment of the Diz unplugged be sure to catch all of our other disneyland shows this week and of course we'll be back again with you next week until then remember Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.